Welcome to Hindsight Hacking. I'm Corey Carter. And I'm Ron Cool. And we have talked to hundreds of entrepreneurs hacking their hindsight to give you better foresight. And now we're bringing you those same great interviews along with other mindset hacks, visibility hacks, traffic hacks, and more to get you all the tools you need to gain more visibility and gain more traffic. And of course, gain more sales. So head over to GetHHM.com forward slash toolbox to get all the free resources to help you get more. And so without further ado, let's get to it. Welcome back, everyone, to Hindsight Hacking. And today we are joined by a very special guest. Now he is in charge of doing some branding and marketing. So we're only going to let Ron talk a little bit today because our guest, Mark Stenson, He's the founder and principal of Bioscience Bridge LLC, a conscious brand consultancy. Now, his work in market research, customer journeys, product branding, and marketing strategy for health, science, and technology products. But we know these principles are going to carry over into any market. So listen in, and uh, you know we'll probably hear Ron and Mark geek out a little bit on branding. But Mark, thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, it's so great to be here. Thanks for having me. And Lord knows I have plenty of hindsight uh, through my, let's just say, long career. <laughs> I, I love it. I cannot wait to talk, I don't know, branding or something, something like that. I yeah, can't well, I, I really appreciate the two or three hour episode that you've allocated for this uh, conversation. Great. <laughs> it's be great. Corey, Corey always gets, so I, I find myself either there's a show with another Corey and I get outnumbered mm-hmm. or it's stuff that isn't about branding. So I am very excited that we get to talk about brandings, but for the people that don't know you, why don't you give a quick little backstory? Well, my company, Bioscience Bridge, you know, and Corey, to your point, yes, bioscience means all that health and science and technology, but I, I've really said that I want it to be the biology of branding because there really is a biology, you know, of a brand. And we can get into that as we go. But then there's the science of marketing. And again, we've all known that this has really graduated from an art and somebody doing the razzmatazz of advertising and such. There is a science of marketing now. So if we have a biology of branding and a science of marketing, I really want to serve as a bridge to help companies and clients get from where they are to where they want to be. And so you put all that together and that becomes almost a daily, you know, if you look at my website or look at my card or look at whatever I've got that says bioscience bridge, it just reminds me that that's what we're trying to do. And uh, as far as a backstory, I guess, you know, I've developed this uh, focus on branding over time. I got into journalism in college. I wanted to apply my writing skills in advertising and got a job at a two-man agency, you know, when I was like 20 years old and caught the bug and stayed in advertising my entire career. Now, changing focus and, you know, changing uh, clients and careers, you know, moving out of promoting ICs and, you know, uh, double bacon cheeseburgers towards health and science. And so all my clients now are biopharmaceutical companies, uh, health tech, telemedicine, things like this uh, that are in healthcare today. So it really is, it's mind bending to see all the technology going on, all the science going on in these areas, but it's also fun to be able to apply these skills and these models and these tools uh, in branding to really help accelerate these medical treatments. And so it's, it's fulfilling all the way around. Ah, so fun. Um... And you can tell I'm a little excited about it. I get a yeah. little passionate about it. Yeah, like I, I got excited too. Like <laughs> yeah. the, the, the um, you know, that when you have the ability to 
to help someone else, right? You're able to make these impacts. And, and so you being that bridge, you're able to help build these, these impacts through that. But something I wanted to touch on it, it be a little bit, like you've, uh, you're an author, mm-hmm. right? And, and I think you host a couple different podcast uh, shows. Yes. And, and so tell us about like, tell us about your whole strategy for getting your message out there, for getting your voice out there. And, uh, you know, Ron and I, we have a couple different shows and people think we're crazy because this show, Hindsight Hacking, we, we're doing five days a week. Plus we've got a, a two other shows that we do. And so uh, people kind of laugh at us and think that we're a little bit crazy. And so it's nice to have a fellow crazy person in the room with us. Here. Well, exactly. So we're in the uh, padded studio of podcasters <laughs> for sure. And the, the padding is not just for sound and acoustics. No, <laughs> so. Can't hear but, the yeah, that's right. So uh, for sure. I mean, the fun of people now have labeled this content creation and content marketing. You know, I, I really never set out in writing books blogs, podcasting to be a content creator, but rather I thought, and maybe to your title of the podcast here that you do, Hindsight, I thought, boy, if I could capture some of these tools and methods, uh, you know, and I'm not calling them earth shattering and there's no patent on any of them, but, but they are models that I thought if people could use this, that I would put some of my workshops, you know, in a book and put them in print. And if people could use it like a workbook and say, wow, then I'm gonna do these four steps. I'm gonna draw this six step model and I'm gonna you know, do this kind of tool with my company or my clients, then hey, then that's great. So I, I love sharing that stuff. It also, now, does, has it ever attracted somebody to me? Sure, perhaps it has. But I didn't set out with that purpose of saying, I'm going to use a podcast as a lead generation tool. And as many times as that's been recommended to me to monetize my podcast and use it as a lead generation, I'm not even sure I know how to do it effectively, <laughs> let alone have the inclination to use that that way. Somebody wanted to know if I wanted to leverage my relationships you know, uh, through my podcast. And I just thought those two words don't seem to go together to me. I can leverage a lot of things, but I'm not going to leverage, you know, a two decade old relationship with either a client, a colleague, or, you know, a friend in the business, uh, just for the purpose of trying to get leads, quote unquote. Um, So it's, uh, so I have a lot of fun with this, but boy, I'm like you. Uh, This, this could be my full-time job. It pays nothing. But I could do this all day long, talk to guys like you. And during the pandemic, it, it's really helped feed my creative, you know, mind. Uh, it's helped uh, strengthen my creative muscles, you know, because you get out there and you talk to a lot of fun people doing a lot of fun things. And it's it's been a lot of fun for me. Yeah, it's been one of those, like, 2020 is very unique, you know. Um, I think... Well, I know I've said this multiple times on the show where the world will be different from here on out. Everyone's mm-hmm. going to find different ways of doing things. I mean, geez, I see Corey more on Zoom than I've ever seen him and we've been <laughs> together for four years, right? <laughs> but, but I see I see Corey on Zoom all the time. But podcasting, you know, so you, you brought up, you know, podcasting itself. And we started this journey of podcasting one, Corey listened to podcasts. I didn't, right? And he's like, hey, let's let's start a podcast because, you know, we wanted to start 
getting out there. And I was like, is that like a radio show? That'd be kind of fun. That'd be a cool thing to do. And I was like, let's, let's have a radio show. So I was explaining to my wife that we were doing a podcast and she goes, Oh, I listens to, I listen to podcasts. And I was like, okay, cool. Like, it's like a radio show. She goes, not really. I was like, awesome. Well, ours is going <laughs> to like, I don't know what to do because in Since my I mind, really don't know all, what one is. Right. Exactly. <laughs> I got to figure out what it is first. Right. But, uh, what I love is you're trying to impact people and you're not leveraging the people for, to benefit yourself. You're trying to help other people. And that's mm-hmm. what this whole thing's about is making a positive impact on other people. And then guess what? A crazy thing happens. If you do things for the right reasons, the right things come back to you. No question about it. Uh, and I think the, uh, again, going in like you, I mean, this is almost a bookend for me. One of my first jobs in college was as a DJ, you know, at a, at a soul disco music station in my hometown of Shreveport, Louisiana. And it's like, okay, this is a lot of fun. Well, now bookending, you know, now I'm back behind a microphone having a lot of fun. So just that, you know, it's great. But I'm like you, I, you know, it sort of gives you a reason to call and connect with people that I wouldn't call and connect with otherwise, or it would seem like I just want a connection because I want to do some business or I want to use your expertise to stand on top of it and get something for myself. But instead, and literally one of my shows is called Unlocking a World of Creativity, and and I've taken it global. I've had a chance to have a a lot of friends around the world in the business, but I said, well, what else could we talk about? And so now I, I've taken this thing from Amsterdam to Oslo to Barcelona to Barbados to, you know, Buenos Aires and all points in between Singapore. And it's like every week I get to go. Uh, and since I'm grounded from travel, you know, I can't go there. So I might as well talk to somebody in London and Paris since I'm not going to be there. So it's it's been that kind of you know, creative energy and, you know, uh, vicarious travel and connections with people, I probably wouldn't have known otherwise. And now we'll, again, to your point, and it'll come back, we're probably going to do something together, or we'll work on a client project, or we'll write a book, or we'll do their podcast. I mean, whatever the, it turns out to be, but good, good people all the way around. Yes. And, you know, again, don't leverage the relationship, right? But you can be because of these shows build relationships and when you build relationships that's when good things and amazing things happen and uh like the biz bros you know luis and ponzi we you know luis and i met through uh conversations on messenger and then got them on our show and then we were on their show and now we have a show together right Mm -hmm. like it's it's all because of this relationship that we built uh, you know, from just having these silly little podcasts and, and yeah, Ron and I, when we launched, we were like, Hey, we're number two in Malaysia. Like, all right, cool. We, we don't know why we're in Malaysia, but awesome. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> you know, yeah. and, I looked up one day and like 82% of my listeners are outside the U S right. Yeah. You know, and it's so, like, did I go and purposefully say a goal of mine is to, you know, gl- launch on a world stage? Uh, absolutely not. <laughs> nope, nope. And we like uh, on Thanksgiving, uh, around the month of uh, November, we, we were, you know, ranked in like three category categories in Turkey. Yeah. And we're like, hey, it's close to Thanksgiving. I guess we're, we're uh, going to rank Almost Turkey Day. <laughs> and, and so, uh, but on a more serious note, note, looking at your website, 
you have something that, uh, again, I'm sure Ron, if he had seen this, he would already be asking you about this, but a button on there and, and a title you have, creative facilitator. Like I, I don't care what you're doing. Like that isn't my new favorite t- title for anything, any subject, uh, but talk to us about that, right? Like you mentioned a little bit, I apply the biology of creative thinking, right? With the bridge and, and everything, mm-hmm. but talk to us about that. Like I absolutely love that. I am not a branding guy. I go, you know, by the looks and the feel, you know, to myself, but I don't see all the little details uh, that, you know, someone in branding actually sees, but, uh, but I love that kind of statement there and I'm so drawn to it. So, you know, walk, walk us through that. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll start with that second word facilitator. And I guess as a, if you said my job title is a brand strategist, you know, or a small business owner, people go, yeah, I get, I get it. Well, you have no idea what a brand strategist is. Uh, and it implies a consultant that comes in with all the answers. Well, like you must know what you're talking about. So just tell us what it is. And plus we're in a big hurry. We don't have a lot of money. We, we need revenue. Could you just give us a strategy? You know, tell us what our brand is. Well, I kind of flipped that inside out and I, I'm more of a questioner And people who know me say, yeah, but you know how to talk too. But I I like to ask the questions. And one of my colleagues once called me a provocateur, which I thought was a fancy French word that I had to look up that said, oh, you just like to provoke people. But if you think about the word, I'm just here to facilitate and provoke this thought, not to give you the answer, but almost to draw it out of you. You know it. I, you know, it's out there. You've been ruminating on this for quite some time. I'm giving you the space and the time to capture your own thoughts and be able to articulate things. And look, we can even start with a product concept. I've been in workshops where people say, yeah, we, we've got this all nailed. And I go, good. What is it? What does it do? And how does the customer use it? And they bumble along for 10 minutes. I'm going, I, I tell you, as an elevator speech, this better be a tall building because you just went on for a long time. Or I get a marketing plan and the preamble to the marketing plan is 17 pages long. I'm like, this, this is not, and it doesn't even mention the market, which marketing, you know, kind of starts with the market. <laughs> so as a, as a facilitator, this is what I mean, Corey. And, and Ron, you're smiling because you've been in these meetings, but oh my gosh. You know, uh, <laughs> yeah. So as I say facilitate, I really do mean Use workshop tools, use methods, use models, use templates, you know, to be able to capture the customer's ideas and insights, be able to capture the client's viewpoints. And to the extent we walk out and we have a back of the napkin strategy, you know, and I literally used to laminate these on business cards when this would be a business card world. But I mean, if you can walk out of there and say, look, on one piece of paper, on one screen, you know, we have captured the idea of what we do, how it works inside of a customer's life. That's what creativity is to me. So I go to that first word and look, I want to capture your creativity. Uh, I don't care what department you work in and the company, everybody's got a creative viewpoint. And so that's part of the facilitation to make sure everyone in that workshop is heard. Uh, top to bottom of the organizational chart and, uh, and, and represent the customer. Oh, oh my gosh. I'm so excited. So when, 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 when <laughs> it's talk, goosebumpy stuff, isn't it? Like, no, well, for me, it's like, I, 
I get the most passion out of, I call it birthing a brand, right? Mm-hmm. So we get somebody, they have an idea, but they do, they come to you and say, okay, just make a brand. I'm like, no, it is not, it's not what it is. It's what's in your head. How do I help pull that out? What's the feel of your brand? How, how do you want your brand to be portrayed out there? Um, how do you want your customers to interact with your brand? Like all of those are important. And then everything you have to do has to kind of be on brand. So I, I always joke with Corey because like part of our brand in hacking, the K is capitalized, right? So everywhere we put it, the K is capitalized. Like it's part of the brand and he'll give me stuff. Like he's shaking his head because he'll give me show notes and he doesn't capitalize the K. Like every single time I'm like, hey, capitalize. Hey, what's the big deal? Hey, what's the big deal? <laughs> he does it on purpose. I know he does it on purpose. It's, it's his funny thing. But the K is capitalized. It's part of the brand book. It's part of the feel. It's the uniqueness of it. It's part of hindsight hacking and that's part of the brand. So how do you get your clients to understand we're not necessarily the answer guys. I love how you put it. We're asking the questions to get you there. We're going to package it up all pretty and put a little bow on it at the end, but we're not going to just come in and go, ta-da, here's your brand after a two-hour meeting. And how many times have you, Ron, you're driving down the street, you're watching TV, and you see you know, a commercial, a logo, a billboard, and you go, who came up with that? Yes. And show me the creative brief that led you to that. Because I know your brand. I know the company. I know the market. And that is the silliest, most off-brand thing. So you you don't have to be a strategist. You know, you don't have to be in the business. To know sometimes you look at something and you go, especially in Corey, you were talking about healthcare. If you haven't watched uh, pharmaceutical you know, brand commercials, then you don't watch TV, you know, right. or you're not old enough to have these diseases. <laughs> you know, or you're not up but, late at night. But, but everything that starts with ask your, you know, or ends with ask your doctor if it's right for you. Those are my clients somewhere, somehow. I've probably worked with them all. And you watch some of these going, really? That jingle or that little mascot or that little cartoon was the right thing? You, you thought that was the right thing to do for something that is congestive heart failure or MS or rheumatoid arthritis. You know, you're thinking about this is people's health. And I don't think that the latest jingle, you know, that makes fun of the, uh, oh, 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 it's magic or whatever this most recent one is. I thought this is so silly and off brand. Now, I don't have the market research. Maybe it's helped the brand. Maybe it's reached millions of more people than I could have ever ever imagined. But I've also been in the meeting where you go, you know, we spent a lot of money, you know, getting that Stevie Nicks song or getting that, uh, I I forget the other one, but it's it's a a well-known song. But it's, you know, we spent a lot of money on this and our market share has increased 0.3%. Right. You know, it's like, well, sorry, that's because... So I'm ranting and raving uh, about What's some of the, the is bad I need, ones. The commercial was in my head when you started exactly. saying the jingle, right? It, it's not on brand, but it's in my it's in my head. So it's, it's so true. Yeah, you got it all right there. Yeah. So you know, and that's the kind of thing. So when you say uh, you go back to the client then, and you say, "Well, I think it's because we might have focus grouped it and said which one of these commercials do you like better," or they said. 
you know, that song really made me feel good and brought up good memories and whatever. But the ask your doctor then, and then you go to the doctor and you say, hey, I, I want the one that had that song. And the doctor goes, I have no idea. First of all, I have no idea what we're talking about. And second of all, is this now what I've been denigrated to? I went to medical school. You know, I went to the University uh, Med Center for residency. And now I got somebody saying, I would like to treat my psoriatic arthritis with the commercial that has, you I know. Can name that tune in two notes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that has Cindy Lauper in it. I, I, okay. Okay, whatever worked for Cindy Lauper, I'm sure is good for you. Right. All right, Corey, does this come to your question at all? <laughs> because now I'm just having coffee with you guys. You yeah, know? it's all good. It's Perfect. like we're just chatting, but this you know is, how it is. I, this is how we love to run our show. We okay, just good. Coffee and relax and, yeah. and go where the show takes I mean, us. you have a sign behind you, Corey, that says faith. So you've had some faith in me uh, and I've taken advantage of it. So I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. So you you have a lot of big clients that you work with. Um, what's what separates somebody that's smaller? Like Ron and I, like I mean, it's us, and then we have a few few members on the team. What what separates the smaller folks from the big bigger guys in res, in regards to the the whole um, kind of implementation and ideas and model that you kind of bring to the table obviously money you know big big company has more money to put into it but what about the ideas and the creative side of things uh do you kind of go at it with uh, that in mind yeah well uh, the negatives are obvious like you said uh, they may have you know smaller budgets uh and so forth but i tell you most people who are in the startup world now came from somewhere they didn't wake up one day and say, you know, what I'm going to do is I'm going to start a company in this market that I have no idea anything about. Um, so, so they have some experience. And so I take for an example, you know, one, one of my long-term clients that I've worked with, gosh, probably since the mid nineties, uh, she and I, neither one of us would want to admit that, but you know, she, she may be with a small company, but she says, remember that thing when I, I was with DuPont? You know, remember that thing we did? Now, we don't have the budget we had at DuPont, but maybe we could apply that same principle, you know? And look, most of the time, the brand team is the same 10 or 20 people, no matter how big the company is. So it's like, remember that time we were at AstraZeneca and we did that group where we had the eight leading doctors in this specialty from around the world in the room as an advisory panel? You know, and I'll never forget, I tell the story of having literally, it was the eight leading cardiologists from around the world. And we were talking about hypertension and you know, blood pressure treatments. And as a facilitator, I said, well, you know, it's interesting you say that. When you say systolic blood pressure, what do you mean? Well, the client looked at me like they were going to throw up. Like you just asked the leading cardiologist about something so simple as the bottom number in your blood pressure, as if that was somehow relevant. And, and what a waste of time. Well, one of the guys who was like the chief of cardiology at like the leading hospital in Italy says, it's funny you mentioned that, Mark, because that's an area of growing interest and growing controversy. And I bet the people around the table would really like to weigh in on that. And I thought, okay, well, my silly elementary question, 
could turn into a real opportunity. So the, the, the large and small of it, Corey, is not so much as maybe the size of the thinking, the you know, openness to new ideas. And I think the, the startup world is full of those people. And, and of course, these days, they either escaped from large corporations or they were asked to depart and clean out their desk, or they were simply downsized. Look, we're, we're all moving out. You can do this from your house now. So you can do it however you want. So times are changing. Um, there's still going to be a place for the multinational corporation. Yes, I, I love to work with them. But I think as a mental stimulation, as intellectual exercises and bringing new ideas maybe a little bit faster because you don't have the bureaucracies. I think that's some of the differences that I, I see on the plus side of the column. Yeah, no, I think that's, that is so much. And I love the whole idea around, hey, you, you learned something. You might have had a different budget, right? But the learning was the same. The principles mm -hmm. were the same. The steps are probably the same. You just don't have that budget. So how can we take these principles and stuff and put it in the budget we have? Yeah. So instead of going, uh, literally, I believe it was 2012, this week, I was going to uh, Paris, Rome, Berlin, you know, at all points in between to do these focus groups for a multinational client. And now you say, well, we're probably not going to do that whether it's because of travel restrictions or whether it's because of budget, you know, we're in a startup. Well, why can't we Zoom with Paris, Rome, Berlin? We'll talk to just as many people. Uh, the dinners won't be as nice, right. but, you know, the learnings will be equally, uh, you know, stimulating. So the principles to your point, Ron, it's the same application. Ah, so good. So good. I love that, you know, these principles, they translate really anywhere if you're paying attention. Uh, but we, uh, you know, we have one signature scripted question every show that I get the pleasure of asking. And it is all about hindsight. We know hindsight's 2020. And if you could go back, Mark, with the power of hindsight, go back in time, give yourself a little advice uh, to, to kind of improve whatever situation you're talking about, what advice would you give? When would you go back? Yeah. Well, I was anticipating this question vis-a-vis uh, -vis the title of your podcast, and it scared me quite a bit. Uh, so I do have a story I tell about early in my career, one of these you know Fortune 10 companies at the time uh, came to the agency I was working with, and I was the lead account person and creative person on it. And they said, we want you to do a market analysis of the bottled water market. Now, this was so early. I mean, we knew about Perrier, but it's like, I don't think that's what they were asking. But we totally, I, in my youthful you know, uh, wisdom, said, oh, I know what you mean. You mean bottled water because, you know, in the desert, they can't get water or that somewhere in the future, there's going to be places where the water quality is not good. So you mean these giant bubblers, you know, you mean by people that buy gallons of water uh, from a water supplier. And certainly there's, there's a market for that, but that's not what they meant. And we missed it completely. I, I, we, 
missed it completely. And now you can argue the merits of maybe I did a good thing because would the world be better off without a lot of water in plastic bottles? Yeah, years later. However, as a marketing person, to just miss the question. And this is where the lesson learned comes in. I just say, huh, a lot more. Tell us about the bottled water market. Huh? And let, bottled water. What do you think in there? It's free. It comes out of the tap. Why would we bottle it? And, you know, they would, they would give us a lot more information <clears throat> than, I, than I went there. I guess that's on marketing. I tell you, a personal client story, a hindsight, is I uh, went after a client once and, you know, uh, accused them of not paying and accused them a lot of things that, you know, were financial, uh, you know, shenanigans. I think I even used the word shenanigans. Um, probably not a good thing uh, when you're trying to build relationships. Forget the leveraging conversation we had before. But, you know, accusing a client of shenanigans is, is probably not the proper relationship building tool and language. So I learned a lot from that. Yeah, it dampers. No, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it dampers it. No, I-, I Yeah, dampers I is a fine word. I'll to. take that. That's right. so- I think everyone can relate <laughs> to both of those stories for sure. Um, all right. So I know there's people out there that probably like me, love branding, want to connect with you. Where can they connect with you? Where can they find you? Well, the entry point, is a, a website called mark-stinson.com. So S-T-I-N-S-O-N, mark-stinson.com. <clears throat> now I say it's an entryway because you'll see the books. You know, uh, there's even one book on there, A World of Creativity. You click on it. Uh, it's like only $3 or something, $3.98 on Amazon. Uh, the Kindle is 99 cents. It's got all these interviews from creative people everywhere. So I, I share that uh, pretty freely. But you'll see these other books on branding, you know, on customer connections, um, on focus groups and, you know, advisory panels. It's called Innovate because we like to get eight people in a room. But, but that's sort of the entry point, uh, the entry drug to uh, all things Mark Stenson branding. Uh, it lists some of the courses and workshops. And then I'd be happy to link, uh, LinkedIn, you know, connect with people. Uh, interestingly enough, there must have been another person with my name before me. But my handle is Stenson Mark on LinkedIn. So come on by and let's connect. Perfect, Mark. And, and tell us one last time, what are your two podcasts that people could go consume the content uh, for free and, and hear more uh, all about what you're, what you're sharing. Yeah. So the first is unlocking your world of creativity. And we're talking with, you know, creative people literally all over the world. And there's like two or three episodes a week. So, I mean, it's insatiable appetite for creativity and it's people from publishing, music, uh, restaurants. I interviewed a, a hotel manager. You know, how, how are you applying creativity in whatever field you're in? The other is called IntelliKey Leadership Stories. And this word IntelliKey, you'll, you'll look it up because uh, I didn't even hear of it until my co-host introduced me. But it's an Aristotle term that goes back to what is your soul's purpose? What is your human potential? Uh, and the analogy is that the tulip bulb already has the tulip in it. You don't have to wonder 
when you plant the tulip, what's going to come out? Now, I think you even know the color of the tulip, as I understand. Yeah. I don't ever know everything about flowers, but you plant the bulb or you plant the seed of the flower. Now you have to nurture it, you have to water it, but that potential is already inside. And the same is with us humans. So uh, this podcast explores that side of it. And especially from the leadership side, what is your leadership potential? And what are stories, you know, much like you asked me, what, what's kind of the backstory and lessons learned? And we just love talking with people. And, you know, it's always interesting. We go into it thinking we're going to have a conversation about a business, you know, <laughs> about whatever they're working on. And all of a sudden, the soul's potential aspect of it comes out. And we learn so much more about the human condition and human potential. And so I, I really have a love for that kind of topic and that podcast. Oh my gosh, I want to go listen to it right now. Like, <laughs> And we're, we're past, I don't know, episode 50 right now. So again, we started it and saying we should talk to a couple of these people. It was going to be an every now and then kind of thing. And now it's taken off. And we've even gone into areas like conscious branding, you know, uh, sustainability, uh, people doing startups, uh, women-owned businesses. We, we had a series of amplifying Black voices where we waded into the waters of, you know, let's talk about our race and our, again, human relations. Um, so it's been a lot of fun. Nice, nice. Ah, perfect. Okay. It's been an absolute blast. And I'm going to ask one final question before we let you get out of here. And that is, Anyone out there, they have a business, what's the number one thing they need to do to be creative, to get their marketing, to do their branding, to do anything on that side of things? What's the number one thing that anyone, even an un, unbranding type of person like myself can go and do and execute and implement? Well, sorry. <laughs> Put the K. No more Ks. I'm removing it. I'm just deleting the case. There you go. I apologize, but it was a perfect setup. I, I it, it was. You know, I was and I was getting all serious there for a second, Ron. Thanks for breaking me out of my character. Um, so listen, all seriousness aside, Corey. Before the next episode of you know cycles on, okay, unplug your phone and pick up the phone or pick up the zoom, pick up the chat, or you know, brave out to a coffee shop and talk to a customer, a client, okay? Whoever it is you think your customer is, get out of your own head, get out of your own space, stop emailing for one minute, okay? Take an afternoon, go talk to a customer. Go behind their door, go behind their, you know, sort of facade, whatever it is, and talk live and ask some honest questions. You know, be a trusted advisor by listening. Don't sell anything. Just say, you know what? In the last six months, how have we done in servicing you? In the next six months, what could we do to earn your trust even more? I didn't say sell you more, upgrade you more, upsell you. I said, what could we do to earn your trust? So really connect, have an honest conversation, make it easy for them to give you feedback. Then you'll be motivated. They'll be motivated. And uh, you'll you'll learn a lot. That would be my number one step. Amazing, amazing! I am so thankful that you came on the show today, and uh, definitely looking forward to future connections. Ah, uh, me too. What a blast! You guys are great. Thanks, Mark. Oh, 
right, Mark, it's been our pleasure. Thank you. Thank you so, so much. Thanks a lot. Okay, we have to do our two takeaways though. Yeah, we do. So, so you don't have to stay, Mark, but before we leave the Zoom, we have to do our two takeaways because okay. we did a long time ago. If we don't do them right away. Uh, here hard to remember what they are. I'm going to put myself on mute so I don't interrupt you. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> Go ahead, Corey. <laughs> All right. All right, everyone. I truly hope you enjoyed this episode. Even those of us that are not the branding experts, we can do a number of things to go and make sure your brand, our brand, our company, your company is where it needs to be. So we got two takeaways and I am sure Ron has those ready for you. So Ron, what do you got? Look, man, I was so excited to talk branding. I actually forgot to take notes for a little bit and I still got, I still <laughs> got like three pages of notes. Like I love branding. I love how he approaches the work. Two takeaways. One is kind of two. I, I mean, I had, I'm going to just give three just because I'm going to. One. We only allow two in this show. Only two. So Nope, nope, nope. So we talk a lot about being the subject matter experts. And we encourage people to be the subject matter experts, especially like if they're starting a podcast, what better place to be the subject matter expert than your own show? Okay. But when you're dealing with clients, you're already seen as the subject matter expert. Come with questions. Come with questions. Don't always go with the answers because you could end up taking them down the wrong path or missing it all together. So come with the questions. Don't assume anything. Connect and nurture those relationships, okay? And the other one I love, and we talked about it a little bit during the show, was look at the principles and the frameworks of highly successful people who cares what their budget is, understand their frameworks, make the frameworks fit into your budget that you have. Because most of the principles and the tactics and those pieces can be tweaked to fit into your budget. Yes, and then I, I know it doesn't matter what industry you're in, what space you're serving, if you have a business and you have customers, then at the end of the day, it is about the relationship. So don't leverage your relationships, but actually build them, nurture them, and uh, do what Mark says. Pick up a phone, have a conversation, figure things out. So that's it for this episode of Hindsight Hacking. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to catch our shows live, head on over to the Facebook group, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash now 22 we would love to have you and we will see you there soon yeah guys thanks for being the best part of the hindsight hackers community